I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Braden Soprenda here as we preview the Valley League as part of our uh, coverage of high school football, getting ready for kickoff on August 23rd. We are now joined by the longtime coach of the Valley Center Jaguars. His name is Rob Gilster. Coach uh, Gilster, how are you doing today? Doing great. Yeah, we're back at school, so all is good. We're getting excited for high school football here. I know you guys are probably excited up there, uh, up on the mountain. Uh, you guys got 8-4 and four a season ago. Uh, you're coming in this year. you got seven of your 22 starters coming back. Uh, but you got to replace some you know, some big guys in Mazzetti at quarterback, of course, uh, Ed Hill at, at, at lineman. Um, when I was talking with you a couple years ago, you were talking about how that class that just graduated was one of your better classes. Uh, what is the plan in, in terms of trying to uh, you know, replace that said class? Yeah, no, you got to come to work every day because there's a lot of work to do. Um, you know, when you have a experienced class, uh, you maybe don't have to coach as much, but when you have new guys, uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, you got to make sure they're doing things right all the time, and you know, you just got to be very uh, attentive and on it. So we're working hard as coaches, and and we just knew this was going to happen, and we're ready to meet the challenge. There's a lot of challenges for Valley Center in terms of, you know, getting numbers up there. Uh, but you guys seem to, uh, you know, turn out a lot of winning programs uh, throughout the years. Uh, how difficult is it for you and your staff to, uh, you know, try to work with, you know, the small numbers you have uh, and you go against a lot of schools that might have, you know, just a lot bigger teams than you guys do? Yeah, you know, we're probably about half the size of most schools we play, but we have a great community. Our community here loves football. A lot of the young people, you know, enjoy coming to the games and supporting our team. So we have a great culture for football in Valley Center. So that's one of the things that we're excited about. I have to work really hard. We work really hard to recruit kids. I'm on campus every day. I'm in the middle of the quad at lunch. We're always talking to kids about encouraging them to involved in, in everything, but mostly, you know, I'm always looking for football players on campus. Let's talk about your schedule a little bit, uh, especially the non-league before we get into league play. Uh, at, at Mount Carmel to start off the season, Otay Ranch at Rancho Bernardo. Uh, Imperial uh, gets to travel to you guys this year. Uh, and then, of course, you got uh, La Costa Canyon later on in the season um, as kind of like a cross-league type uh, game as well. Uh, what is your philosophy in scheduling games? I know you got a lot of good teams this year in Otay Ranch. Rancho Bernardo was good last year. And uh, of course, La Costa Canyon on your schedule. What is your philosophy in, in terms of scheduling games? And you know, how did you put this one together? Well, I used to look for schools of our same size, but same schools, uh, same size schools don't want to play us anymore. So we got to go play bigger schools. So I would rather not uh, be challenged as much as we are just because of uh, possible injury and going against bigger, stronger teams. But that's all that will play us now. So we're kind of forced to play up 
And, uh, you know, I like all those guys, uh, the head coaches for RB. Tristan's a great guy. And, you know, Kerry uh, Laguerre is great at Imperial. And, you know, all those guys. So Lance at uh, Otay. And then Sean at LaCosta. So they're just great guys to compete against, you know. So uh, I don't know if there's any magic to my scheduling. It's basically who will play anymore. It, it it seems to be a recurring theme for a lot of teams out here in San Diego now. Um, it's tough to find games. You find it, you know, challenging even to find games against teams that are you know bigger size than you. Solely on the fact of you know how good you guys are for being a small school. Well, we got to play up, so we know that. So there's not a shortage of teams that want to play us, but they're usually teams that are Division One teams that have you know. Uh, 24, 2,500 kids, and we have a little under 1,200. So we don't have a shortage of teams that want to play us, but they're just bigger schools and, and top schools in the county. Well, I know uh, you like going to Hawaii every once in a while. We talked about that two years ago. Uh, not Don't have a Hawaii trip this year, but uh, Jason Patterson down at Orange Glen's going out to Hawaii. I know he used to coach on your staff um, and has been on those Hawaii trips. Uh, you got any advice for him as he uh, leads the team uh, by himself this time to uh, Hawaii? Yes, do not have anything in your cars that has value. Leave the windows down when you park and nobody will break into your vehicles. <laughs> that's my advice. Yeah, that's my advice. Always a good time, uh, you know, traveling out of state with your team oh, as great. well. Um, who are some of the impact players you're going to have for the Jaguars this season? I know we talked about earlier, you know, trying to replace such a great class that you had just a season ago. But, you know, who are some of the guys that are stepping up right now for Valley Center as you get ready for Mount Carmel on Friday? Yeah, well, our quarterback, Frank Staley, who uh, has been behind KJ the last three years, is exceptional. He's an exceptional quarterback, but he just haven't, hasn't had the opportunity because of KJ. Uh, but he, I'm excited to see what he can do. He can make all the throws. He's very uh, explosive when he gets the, the chance to run, and he's a great leader. So uh, Frank Staley, our quarterback, is going to be a guy to watch. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Tristan Garcia is our middle linebacker. He also will be playing running back for us. Uh, he's a super intense kid, hard worker, and very talented. So I would say Frank Staley on the offensive side of the ball and then Tristan Garcia on the, on the defensive side of the ball and running back. Last thing uh, for you, Coach Gilster, let's talk about uh, the Valley League in general. Uh, when talking about North County football, a lot of people like talking about the Avocado League, but uh, this league's not bad either. Uh, San Pasquale's always got some size. Uh, Rancho Buena Vista last year had a great running back. Ramona's usually a really good football team, and Escondido this year uh, should have you know a lot of big players coming back uh, for them as well. Of course, Fallbrook at the last team in that league uh, with you guys with Valley Center. Uh, how difficult is it to play these teams week in and week out when you're you are a small school you're going against some big schools plus you know the competition level is actually pretty good up there in the valley league as well yeah with the addition of ramona this last year in our league it, our league got better and uh you know we were excited that they came into our league because it gave us one more team so yeah it's it's a very competitive league you know fallbrook obviously is is kind of working through some things you know as far as the, the coaching situation there and, and that type of thing but everybody else is kind of uh, very, very challenging. They're they're well coached. Uh, they got good kids, and it's it's fun every Friday night. You know, competing for a Valley League championship. 
Coach Gilster, thanks again for joining us today on 97 Through the Fan. We appreciate uh, you every time you come on the air with us, and good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all you guys do for high school football. Brain Sprinter back here, a high school football podcast. We are breaking down each and every league. On uh, this episode, we break down the Valley League up in North County. Uh, six teams, Ramona, Valley Center, San Pasqual, Rancho Buena Vista, Escondido, and Fallbrook. I'm joined again by the North County guru himself, Mr. John Maffey. Uh, Maffey already broke down the uh, Palomar League. Uh, let's get to the Valley League. Um Real quick, I, I just listed all the team names. I know you're pretty familiar uh, with the teams up there. Uh, what is the first name that jumps out to you uh, in terms of the Valley League? You know, that's a that's a great question. For me, it's probably the the junior quarterback at, at Escondido, Robbie Ramos. Uh, I think Ro- Robbie's got 21, 22, 23 starts under his belt. Started as a freshman and a sophomore, and I think and has been good. I think he's now he's ready to take the step from being good to being very good, and if he is, then you know that's the name that that that'll that'll jump out and people should remember. I'm talking about team wise. Um, I, I think the favorite is usually Ramona or Valley Center. That seems to be the uh, the two top teams up in the Valley League, kind of battling it out each and every year. Uh, I know Escondido is supposed is supposed to be better this year. Uh, they're kind of a sleeper team. Uh, RBV coming off of uh, not having Dorian Richardson's this season might be a problem for them. San Pasqual they always have some uh, some decent size, and and uh, I heard they're also uh, supposedly uh, supposed to be better. Um, and then you got Fallbrook, who um, unfortunately, I mean, it's not any of the kids' fault, but they've had three coaches in the yes, last you know yes. six months um and, and again not really the coach's fault either because you know life happens and, yes yes um you got to make the most of you know the best opportunity for your family and take care of yourself first before you um you know start worrying about coaching a high school football team and you know we wish uh, you know the coach the best of luck uh, up in michigan but you know it's going to be tough for fallbrook uh, to try to overcome that and then having uh you know multiple coaches and multiple instruction and hopefully they don't kind of change the system too much for these kids because um, it might be a tough time for them this season uh we're gonna start in alphabetical order like we always do we're gonna start with uh, escondido that team i was talking about earlier kind of the sleeper team up there in the valley league they went three and seven last year four and three jv team uh they had wins over hilltop chula vista and fallbrook uh notable losses last year west hills rbv and san pasqual they open up with a negative 6.7 rating according to cal preps they are returning 18 of their 22 starters from a year ago uh they open up with hilltop they got orange glen a little bit of a rivalry game there as they battle for escondido then they're at chula vista they got poway from the palomar league uh and then they're going to play west hills later on in the season uh, to round up their non-league games. Uh, This is the team that's going to, you know, I think they're going to do a lot better. I didn't go exactly week by week, the games that they're going to win or lose. Um, So I I think they're going to have a winning record. I'm going to go with that um, as vague as I possibly can uh, because they're going to be a lot better. I don't think they're going to beat Orange Glen. I think they can beat Hilltop. But we know Drew Wessling does a great job there at Hilltop. That's going to be a good good week one yes. matchup. I, they're better than Chula Vista. Um, Poway's going to give them some trouble. But I, I think they're going to rack up a lot of wins in league. I, do, I, I agree. I, and I, I, I think that's a team that, that can go 8-2 and two and win that league. And, I, and I, I, they're, they're, they're my pick to win the league. Look at that. And, and, uh, you've, and gone, lo- you've gone with two yeah. uh, surprises I uh, am. for your league picks. You're going on a limb here. And, 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 and just let me give you some numbers on Escondido. 
they lost their last five games of the year last year. They were outscored 101 to seven over their last three, and 143 to 21 over their last four. And they are. 20, and you're picking them to win the league. And they're 24 and 64 since ni- since 2008. And I'm picking them to win the league. And you're picking them to win the league. But they got a nice new stadium. It's nice up there. They, they have a they have a beautiful <laughs> stadium. But I think this is this. Yeah. And I had a a really nice. You know, almost three hour visit with their their coaching staff went in and in uh, and the coaches were there and the basketball coach PJ was there and and we just sat down and we did all the all the stuff that we usually do for the for my preview and then we just sat there and and shot the breeze and talked football and and I you know this is their year this is the class that they've been you know with with uh, Robbie Ramos they have a really nice player in Matt Malone a cornerback receiver. They've got size up front. They're 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 big. They're you know they they have you know three hundred two sixty uh, you know uh, you, you know across the front. So they're big up front, and I I think this is a team that is really that is poised to to surprise some people. Well, you're big up front. You're going to win high school football games. It's that it's just that simple because there's not a lot of line especially in San Diego where there's not a lot of alignment to go around. Look, I mean, you see the big schools like uh, you know, Cathedral's got a pretty good line. Uh probably the best line in the county. Torrey Pines has a big line and then you start going through and it's like, "Oh, well now now the, the line starts to dwindle when you start getting down to D4, uh D3, D4, all of a sudden the linemen drastically change, but if you got a line and you're Escondido, you're you're very excited for the season because of there's not a lot of linemen to go around. If you get three guys that are big house type dudes, you're going to be in for a good season. I and I you know and they they go 230, 225, 250, 280, 230 across the offensive front. And uh Alessandro Cardenas is a three-year starter at right guard. So and and all the linemen are are returning. So if if they can keep Robbie Ramos on his feet, it it it's hard to throw the ball from the prone position. Absolutely. But, but if they can keep him on his feet and and in the pocket, I, they have a real chance to to do some damage. Escondido, your number one pick. Um, they're still my number three pick because of two other teams uh, that I, I was talking about earlier that I think are going to uh, finish one and two. Moving on to Fallbrook, um, it's going to be tough to break down Fallbrook right now. They're one and seven last year. Uh, the JV record was not reported. Their only win last year was against Sweetwater. Lost to Escondido, Rancho Buena Vista, Sarah. They open up negative 46.7 on their Cal Preps rating. Um, it's going to be tough sledding for Fallbrook. Uh, at Del Norte, at Sweetwater, at Castle, or not Castle Park, at uh, Scripture then Castle Park. They play Sarah later on in the year uh, to round off their non-league uh, opponents. A lot of coaching changes, uh, a lot of things um, you know, off the field that are kind of hindering this Fallbrook team this year. Yes, and, and, I, I, and I agree. I, uh, you know, Jim Fisher, who was the old new coach, uh, came in. Uh, he, 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 had a, he played at Michigan, coached at, uh, at, coached at um, Oregon, uh, and his his wife was Christy Gannon, who, if people know field hockey, uh, she was an All American and played on the uh, U.S. Olympic team and national team. And she got she got an assistant field hockey coach at Michigan. So they moved back there before he ever coached a game. They hire a new coach who is very good. They lucked out, and that they got a coach who is coached at Army. He's coached uh, state champions in high school. He's coached college and at at places like Army and Columbia, has a great background. 
uh, and and talking to him, he said that uh, he didn't know what he was going to do because he he hadn't seen his team. The, yeah, exactly. From the first, at no the first spring practice. ball, no, no summer stuff. It's just bam, here we bam. go. It it's going to be a transition year for yeah. them, absolutely. And he's going to put in his off. He he said, you know, Jim Fisher was running what Jim Fisher was running, and that's fine. He goes, it's not my offense. And he said, I had the the choice he had to make was, do I go a year with his offense? Or do I go a year with my offense and defense? And he said he he decided that he's he's going to go with his offense and defense, and he's got to put it in in, in what twenty practices, and uh, before they play their first game. That's a tough decision to make as a coach because it's either I'm going to go with what the kids know already just to get to the year, but in doing so, it kind of puts me back right. a year to do it. When as I the thing the the thing that stinks is the seniors. It's gonna stink for the seniors, yeah. especially you know they got to learn a new offense. All of a sudden, they got to learn a new defense. They got to get ready for the season, their last year of high school football. And it's you know you're you're already thinking about ne- they're already really thinking about next year, right? Uh, in terms of all right, I got to get my offense installed. If I start now, we should be ready to go by 2020. Um, this year's gonna stink, but I at least I'm gonna start be able to build a culture up. And it's kind of tough because you don't want to, you know, basically tell the seniors this season doesn't matter. And I know it's not. I mean, the, the yeah. season matters uh, for the head coach. It matters for the players. It doesn't really matter. They're not thinking, um, you know, the major league baseball philosophy of we're gonna be good in three years. But it's a transition period where it's. I'm going to try to get my guys ready as I try to rebuild this culture and get this team back to where it used to be. And unfortunately, it's just gonna it's not going to pay off with the wins and losses in 2019. Yes, and I agree. And if people have, if you've ever seen a game at Fallbrook, it 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 it's it is a great football town. It you know it's it it's like Ramona Valley Center. It it's a one horse town, and I mean that in in a, in in the in the right way, in a good way. It it people get fired up. It's Friday night lights. They want to see their team, but they have struggled mightily over the last few years because they're they're losing athletes. They're, the athletes are going north to to Great Oak, to Linfield Christian. They're going down the backside to Mission Vista and Oceanside and Vista and El Camino. And the biggest thing they have to do now is keep their kids home and get their get their numbers up. I understand their freshman numbers are way up. Jim Fisher did a great job of recruiting the city of Fallbrook, and they they have like 60, 60 freshman kids out, and and if they can keep and and you know as well as anybody, Brent, if if you have sixty, if you can keep thirty, if you can keep exactly. half of those kids, then you've got a chance as as you climb the ladder, and I think that's what they're hoping for. Is you know we we the numbers on the varsity are up. They've recruited their campus pretty well. We're gonna get our you know our tails kicked in a little bit this year. But let's let's build, and we got a chance. Yeah, they, it could be a situation where all of a sudden, like the last two games of the season, it so, start, uh, finally starts to click, and all of a sudden they start winning games, start building uh, for next season. Uh, but you, you're talking about uh, real quick as as we try to break down the rest of the Valley League here. Uh, we got a lot of teams we got to get to, but teams that are starting to just hang on to their their kids. Uh, you see it with Lincoln. 
Lincoln's yes. hanging on to their kids now, and yes. they're not going to Madison. They're not going to Mission Bay. They're not going to Cur- they're not going to all these other surrounding schools. They're staying home. They're not going to Helix anymore. They're staying home, and look what they have now. They had a CIF championship season last year. They're supposed to be really good again this year, and you're seeing a lot more with a lot of these teams. The North County schools are hanging on to their kids a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit easier for them to hang right. on to their kids. They got more resources, facilities, all that sort of thing. But when you're starting to get kids to stay stay at home. It's it's a lot better for high school football. And instead of having four power teams and everybody else is kind of there, you start building up and everybody's kind of even caliber. It it, it makes for for better football. And hopefully Fallbrook can start hanging on to some of those kids um, because I know in North County Mission Hills is starting to get a lot more kids. And um, you know some of the kid the, the schools up in North County are kind of exchanging kids. Right. Um, and not keeping the ones uh, by their, uh, you know, the, the quote unquote neighborhood uh, kids as well. Uh, moving on to another uh, place that you're talking about, uh, like with Fallbrook, um, Friday Night Lights Town, Ramona. It's a, you know, what, football town. They love their football up there. It's always a great atmosphere to go to games there. Uh, they're coming in seven and four from last year. Their JV went seven and three. They beat Poway last year. Sampa School and Olympian, not a bad uh, wins for Ramona. They did lose to Valley Center, Point Loma, and Granite Hills a year ago as well. Only four guys coming back. Uh, they got to replace Derek Diamond, the baseball player. I know he uh, was injured a little bit last year as well, but uh, he's a stud player that they're going to have to replace. And we only got four guys coming back officially. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that need to step up and make some plays for this Ramona team. Olympian, Point Loma, uh, Poway, Mount Carmel, Mission Hills is their non-league schedule before they get to league. There's a lot of games in there that um, look like losses for me uh, when you're looking at how difficult that first five, those first five games are. Yeah, and and, and I agree. I, and I think Ramona uh, is, I think, is one of the better coach teams in the county. You know, Damon Baldwin is is a college coach, coached at San Diego State, played in the NFL. He knows what he's doing. But he's going to start seven underclassmen on offense and five on defense. And uh, inclu- his quarterback's a junior, his running back's a sophomore, and he had two key injuries already in the preseason. And, you know, uh, uh, so it, it's going to – he'll get those players back, but maybe not for you – know, not until league. So I think – and He's he, not going to have those players for a lot of big-time games in the first five weeks, especially right. – uh, uh, you got Mission Hills on the schedule. That's uh, that's a tough game to to win when you're at full strength, let alone yes. being down a couple guys. Yes, and Mission Hills is up. Yes, you know they 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 were at five and six last year. You know five and seven, and uh, that's on Mission Hills like, and there it's not going to happen again. But I and I think and and Damon says he thinks he's going to be very competitive, but he thinks with this team, if he can keep this group together, all these young kids, that they will get better last year, next year. And challenge for the league, and then their senior year, two years from now, he said they're going to be back to playing Ramona football. Be be a team that that's looking at a ten win season. The bad news is their non league schedule is pretty tough. The good news is I think they can still beat the majority of their league, so they might be battle tested in time uh, for San Pasqual. Yeah. The league is week. the league is down. The league yes. is not is not uh, is not a great league this year. Well, think about it. Uh, Ramona just got moved into their league last year. Could you imagine yeah. this league right now with Ramona in the Palomar League, and all of a sudden it's it's Escondido. It's I mean, basically it's Escondido versus Valley Center, and everybody else is just kind of there. Yes. Um, but Ramona, to me, I think they're going to come in second. 
um, this season uh, behind uh, potentially Valley Center. Valley Center always has uh, some good teams, but let's get to Rancho Buena Vista. Uh, four and seven last year. They had one of the top rushers in the country in Dorian Richardson. Uh, they beat uh, Escondido, Irvine, and Fallbrook last year. Uh, notable losses. They lost to Westview. Gave Westview their only win last season. They lost to San Pasqual and Santa Fe Christian. Coming into this year, negative 25.1 rating. Uh, they did not list their JV record or their returning starters. Open up with Westview again, this time at home. Then they got Monta Vista, who's going to be tough at Vista uh, for a rivalry game. They go up to Elsinore. They're going to play Wildemar up there in Lake. They're going to play Lake, Lake Elsinore High School. Uh, then they got uh, league play, and then they got Oceanside in the middle of their league play later on the season. I don't see a lot of wins for Rancho Buena Vista, uh, let alone if they had Dorian Richardson coming back, they'd probably win four games. They don't have him coming back. They didn't list any returning starters, which to me means they probably don't have a lot of guys coming back. Right, and and, and I had a nice talk with, with Joe Meyer, their coach, and, and – and, and and Joe's an eternal optimist. His he's the son of the great of the legendary Herb Meyer and 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 Joe knows football. But and I think he knows that this is a team that it gets gonna struggle. He's he's gonna do the same thing. He's gonna hand the ball off to the tailback. Yeah. And and, and he said that. You know, he said I think you know, we don't have a Dorian Richardson, but we have a good young man who's who's gonna who's our tailback. We're gonna hand the ball off to him and we're gonna do we're gonna do what we do. And you know, uh, to, you know, to get out of personality, I think would would be a mistake. But I I, I agree, they're they're young, and it's it's going to be a struggle. It's this whole league so far is like, it's almost like the Padres. You're talking is like they got a lot of young guys, and in a couple of years they're going to be good. But right now they're going to kind of take their licks. So we talked about it with uh, with Fallbrook. We talked a little bit about Ramona. Now we're on the RBV. Uh, Escondido's looking better and better right See, and, now. And, 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 chances and, and that's, to win the that's league. why I like that's why I like Escondido because Escondido's the one team that's a veteran team. This is the uh, you know this is their first uh, first senior class for this coaching this current coaching staff. So uh, I, I that's that's why I like them. San Pasquale is the next team on our list, six and five a year ago. Uh, not too uh, far gone from being in the D1 championship game that went to three overtimes against Cathedral. And of course, none of those kids, uh, freshmen through uh, senior year, are still there. Um, but they come in uh, six and they beat Orange Glen last year as a good Orange Glen team. They beat Westview, Rancho Buena Vista, their top three wins uh, according to rating. Points. They lost to Ramona, Rancho Bernardo, and Valley Center. Enter with a 1.9 rating, uh, according to Cal Preps. Open up that Sweetwater. It should be an easy win for them. They got Rancho Bernardo, who might be a little tough. At Westview again, Torrey Pines uh, is another tough game for them. They got Orange Glen uh, for the Battle of Escondido as well. And then they get into league play. San Pasquale, to me, I think they're going to finish above 500. they They're going to lose to the teams they lose to. They are, uh, they're supposed to lose to. I think they're going to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And I, I agree. And I, and I think, you know, and they're, they do what they do. You know, Tony Corley uh, has coached there for a number of years, and he's been on the staff for, for forever. And they, you know, they run a, a three-back offense. They run the option, and they are going to do what they do. And they're gonna do that you know, cowboy flex. So. Cowboy flex, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you know and you know I mean great traditions there when they come out. Uh, they got you the know, gold the, jackets the, running yeah, around. They united run and they tarp. throw the jacket. I mean it 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 it's it's really if you're on the other side of the field you're going boy this is hokey. But if you're a San Pasquale kid 
it's it, it it's awesome. I I remember when my dad used to coach at uh, at Saint Augustine with with Jerry Ralph. They used to always play San Pasqual in yes. non league back you know back when San Pasqual was um, I was saying their heyday, but they were a lot better right. back then. And they'd run out with their gold jackets, their little cowboy flex, and they'd just be like, "Who the heck are we? What is what is yeah. going on right now uh, with the San Pasqual team?" But uh, sure enough, San Pasqual actually beat Saints. I think those uh, those uh, two years. I'm sure Jerry will text me after hearing this podcast and go, "Oh, we got them this year." Whatever. Um, I only remember um, a game coming down on the wire in Escondido at San Pasqual. They tried to run a hook and ladder, and it got tackled at like the four-yard line, and Saints ended up losing uh, that particular ball game. But this San Pasqual team, well coached, like you said, they got the traditions. They got they usually have some size uh, with them as well. I see them having a better year than six and five that they did last year. I think they finished maybe around seven and three potentially, um, or uh, seven and four with a playoff loss um, mixed in there as well. Valley Center. This to me is the favorite every year, and it's it's weird to say that because they are the smallest school out of everybody they play in their league, um, and by far. I mean, they're basically a small private school up there at Valley Center. Uh, they get a lot of Native American kids. They got a lot of other uh, you know kind of country type folk up there at Valley Center. It's a great place to watch a game. Um, but Gilster does a phenomenal job um, putting that team together, and it seems each and every year. They are very successful, and when they're not successful, it's like a four-loss season. Like it's like yes, that. Yeah. That to a, a Robbie Gilster uh, Valley Center team is uh, we failed expectations. Yes, um, this year they are uh, they went eight and four last year, uh, four and six on JV. Um, which is kind of ga- it's tough to gauge a Valley Center JV team because most of the sophomores are playing up, up because yes, yes. it's it's a small school. Um, they beat Ramona last year, Sampa School, Imperial. Uh, they lost to Otay Ranch, RBV, or not, uh, Rancho Bernardo, and Mira Mesa. Um, they open up at Mount Carmel. That should be a win for them. They got Otay Ranch, is kind of a tough game. Uh, Otay is going to be better. Uh, they got a good quarterback coming back, and they lost to Otay a year ago. Um, this year, they get to host them, though. They don't have to go all the mm-hmm. way down uh, to the South Bay. At Rancho Bernardo, they get to host Imperial as well. Uh, and then they play uh, La Costa Canyon later on the year. I don't see them beating La Costa Canyon. I think they lose to Otay. But other than that, I think they can rip through the rest of their non-league games, and I think they can also uh, do very be very successful in their league games. Return only seven of their twenty-two guys, but they seem to just re replug each and every yeah. year. I know they got to replace Mazzetti at quarterback and uh, Big Ed Hill at offensive line, but um, they're going to have some guys. Yeah, they are big, and I I think for for Valley Center the key is that first game because Mal Carmel is not a, is not going to be a pushover this year. Mal Carmel is going to be athletic. And they're going to come out, and you know they, they Malcolm Melk's going to want to win, and and that that's going to be a really good first test for both those teams. And and you're right, you know, you know, your quarterback's gone, your tailback's gone, your receivers are gone, your kicker's gone. Uh, you know, the the line that Robbie always does a good job. You know, he's he's an offensive lineman himself, and so his lines will be very well very well coached, and they'll be big and they'll be strong and quick. The defense, Randy Cowell does a great job coordinating that. They'll they they fly to the ball. But I, I don't see a, a, a great season for them. I, I, you know, uh, like you said, I, I, you can see them winning because they're so well coached. And, but I, I don't know if the horses are there. How much does that play in the factor of Orange Glen kind of being back? Do you think some kids are now going to decide to go to Orange Glen instead of go up to Valley Center? Because when Valley Center opened, they pulled a lot of talent oh my gosh, yeah. from Orange Glen. I mean, yeah. Orange Glen was a power with, with Gilster there. Gilster leaves to go to Valley Center. All the kids follow them to Valley Center. Uh, Patterson uh, is doing a great job at Orange Glen right now. Um, you know, last year they went to a state championship game. Do you think they could potentially start getting kids down to Orange Glen? Do you think that starts pulling kids from Valley Center? You know, I don't I don't 
think so. I, I think uh, Orange Glen's more, uh, they want to keep their kids go- from going to San Pasquale and Escondido. Uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the old thing was that, you know, you want to go up the backside up, you know, you know, up the, up the Valley Center grade and Valley Center always gave Orange Glen their, their linemen and, and, and then Orange Glen had the, had the Salisbury's and, you know, Salisbury was, it was a Valley Center kid, but, uh, you know, the skill kids usually came from, from Escondido, the Valley, you know, the, the Val- linemen Valley, came from Valley, Valley Center. Center. And then when they took that away, uh, and Valley Center is, you know, everything, every home in Valley Center is on a, like, like a, a, a two acre lot. Yeah. So you're, you're getting, you're getting big families and that's, you know, with the Riley family and, and, you know, they, they've had great families, you know, where, where they're getting three, four, five, six brothers and, right. and sisters even, you know, the, uh, Gilster's children, you know, uh, so they, you know, they need to get with those big homes, you're getting big families. And you're getting tough kids, and like you said, they're they're getting Native American kids who 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 blend in very well, and and you know the 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 guys love them up there. They you know they're great teammates. So it's you know, but I I just don't know if the experience is there this year. Yeah, uh, well, I I think Valley Center uh, they tend to not do poorly. That's like the only reason why I'm going with them to have a good season is they, they I don't know how they do it each and every yes. year um, but they seem to have a really good season each and every year up there at Valley Center and they, they got great kids up there. They got great size always um, and uh, they got uh, they got a good mix of talent up there at Valley Center. I, I'm I'm kind of torn now on who I want to pick to win this league. Uh, Escondido's got the most experience, um, so I like your pick right there with Escondido. Uh, it's tough for me not to pick one of the uh, traditional powers of this league. Um, Valley Center, I, I, I th- they're they're up there. I, I'm kind of torn between them and maybe even a, a San Pasquale, um, just because they got the best rating out of everybody. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with San Pasquale. My pick. I know you're going with Escondido. It might be the two. Uh, the Esc- the three Escondido schools are gonna all gonna have great years. I think. Yes, I, I agree. I, I think you know Escondido's up. Orange Glen is you know they return a lot of guys from uh, from a state a team that played for a state championship and. Uh, and and they're they're keep and they've got they've got some transfers back from San Pasquale. They're starting to get they're keeping their kids home and they're getting kids back. Absolutely, uh, that was the uh, so I, I got it. To, I'm gonna go with uh, San Pasquale one. I got Valley Center uh, two. No, I'm gonna go Escondido two. Then Valley Center. Then we're gonna go with uh, Ramona. Then RBV. Then Fallbrook uh, to balance out the uh, the Valley League here. Um, as we preview all the leagues, John Maffey, thanks again for joining us. I'm sure we'll have you on a couple other podcasts as well. Um, if you want to listen to any other league breakdown, be sure to go to 97throughthefansd.com or uh, follow us on Twitter at 97throughthefan, on Instagram at 97throughthefan, Facebook, we'll have it on there, radio.com app, iTunes, wherever podcast we found, it should be up and running. This has been the uh, Valley League preview. Uh, Hopefully you guys can tune into our high school football show each and every Thursday from 9 to 11 on 97 Through the Fan. And uh, get ready because high school football is going to be on the air each and every Friday uh, starting with week one. Poway hosting Granite Hills. We're going to have a lot of games for you this year. It's going to be a fun time. Thanks for joining us again. For John Maffey, I'm Braden Suprenit. Be sure to check out all our other podcasts right here on 97.3 The Fan.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.